Pond.com. It's time now for a Pond Further Review with your host, Josh Norman, here on WJQS The Fan. Welcome in, everyone. It is Monday night, and this is a Pond Further Review. I'm your host, Josh Dorman. We are in the Garner Dental Group Studios, and we appreciate you tuning in to us as we take you through the next couple of hours. All things sports, all things Mississippi, and uh, we've got a great show ahead of you tonight. Garner Dental Group is a collection of 18 dental and orthodontic offices conveniently located across Mississippi. Complimentary whitening for new hygiene patients is available. Check out the interactive map at lakegarnerdentalgroup.com. Or call 601-271-8710. Want to remind you about our caller line, 601-366-1180. And our text line, 601-817-0106. We would love to hear from you throughout the show. Uh, That is the Blue Cross Blue Shield of Mississippi caller and text line, www.bcbsms.com. Live healthy live blue bill how are we doing this evening doing well trying to survive the cool weather i'll tell you what it feels great out there (laughs) feels great your body has to get used to this cool weather now for the next week it is also the first monday of the month which means it is tea to green with randy watkins randy how we doing this evening good josh glad to be here bill good to see you guys again it seems like it's been a while nah man i tell you it's been too long we could always talk golf Anytime. Since last time, I did pick the Milwaukee Bucks. Yes, well, that was going to be the first thing we started yeah, with. I, I just want to be on record that yeah, I, I we mentioned the win. Okay, well, yes, okay. I called you about something last week, yep. and you answered the phone by, "Hey, are you are you calling me to tell me congratulations <laughs> on my pick? <laughs> yes. You picked them in five; they won yep. it in six. Everybody else picked the Suns, Perfect. and so you uh, we I need to get you. Prize. We need to get you a grand prize. Um, I don't know, maybe like a golf shirt or something. I'm sure yeah, you don't, I don't, you don't have, have enough of those. Hats or, there's a pencil. Bill yeah, gave me a, you got a pencil. It is freshly sharpened. Yeah, so freshly sharpened yeah. With a good eraser. Hey, and a good number two pencil goes a long yeah, way You in better line. believe it. Goes a long way in I line. use them all the time. Yeah, I don't absolutely. use pens. Well, uh, it's um, – so we're here. We're tea to green, and uh, we're brought to you by Randy Watkins Golf. Uh, you can visit allthingsrandywatkinsgolf.com. Uh, find out about his courses, uh, about what's going on with his golf group, and uh, Lake Caroline is is absolutely beautiful. Yep. Haven't haven't been out to Patrick in a, maybe six or eight weeks, it's but I'm awesome. sure you got it rocking. It is. It's awesome. So uh, it's a beautiful time. You've had Thanks. some had some good weather here. Been, to, been some timely rain. Yeah, a, a little too too timely sometimes, but. We don't complain about the weather because the minute I ask for it to quit raining, we're going to drought. So That's I just, right. I just leave it alone. Just leave it alone. Yeah, I just leave it alone. You know, speaking about the upkeep of a course, yep. um, that's something I wanted to ask you uh, that we, we get a lot of questions. I think sometimes people underestimate all that goes into, and I, I've seen it on a very small level in, in keeping a, a football field, yep. uh, a natural turf football field, um, and, and what goes into that, but but let's back up a couple weeks, and we had this invasion of army worms. Yes, uh, that came through Reunion, Lake Caroline, the Madison County Patrick area, Ball, Rankin County, got everywhere. It. Yep. What What is something like that? How does that impact a golf course, or does it? Uh, not Not particularly bad. It's It's really they don't like the greens. The grass is mowed so low and so tight. There's not enough leaf. They'll go on them, but generally they're crossing the green to get somewhere else and get to the to, to the leaf. Right. 
but generally speaking, we let them have the rough. You know, if they want to eat the rough, they're only there for a couple of weeks. They die pretty quick. If it gets really dry and hot, they'll die pretty fast. If you mow over them, they all die pretty quick. So the, people panic about them, but even if they eat your grass, it grows right back. They just take the leaf off. They don't get to the root, so it's not a big deal. But but in a rainy, humid summer, you can get a pretty good outbreak. Cotton farmers spray for them. They go to Bermuda grass next. Sometimes they 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 pick Bermuda grass over over cotton. But every year is different. Yeah. And we give them certain things, but we don't give them everything. We right. sp- We generally spray a chemical around the greens to try to keep them from being on the greens just for the purpose of you don't have to see them and play. Because they can be an army. I mean, they can be in the way. Well, they made their way through my yeah. yard. And yeah. and let me tell you something. They they, they were they – there ate. was a bunch of them. Yeah. And they ate some grass. Yes. And after after we had them had sprayed for them, Yep. They all decided to come on my back patio. Isn't that funny? They hung out, yep. barbecued, and okay. watched some TV on the back patio. Made yourself right at home. Hey, listen, yep. you know, welcome, welcome in. And then my yep. my dog stood at the back door and barked at him the whole time. <laughs> so it was, I mean, it was absolutely perfect. Yep, awesome. But, no, it's so good. It's, it's not it's not quite as big a deal as a lot of people make it. We we give them some stuff and and don't give them everything. But they don't like the greens, so people shouldn't panic. Yeah, and in your in your situation, that's really I mean, you know, the greens out at Carolina are beautiful. Oh, they are. And yeah. I know you you just you guys had a couple maintenance days last week. Tell yep. me about when you talk about maintaining it, a course that gets that much play. Um, what are some of the things that you identify if you have a two or three day period like last week, you're really focused on making sure from an upkeep perspective? Well, there's there's detail work that's hard to do when there's people on the golf course. So we, we do a beautification twice a year. We do it for over a three day period. And it's a time where we can uh, agronomically treat the greens with airification, which is a process where we pull material out of the green and put sand in because a greens a green has to percolate water fast Mm. and the more sand you have in it the more the faster the water moves through it but over time organic material builds up and that's what this is that process is all about Mm. and and by some rules you're supposed to do that to remove 20 percent of the material every year which takes two airifications Mm. For optimum drainage, optimum putting surfaces. That okay. Sort of thing. Then there are certain chemicals we spray, whether it's an insecticide or a pesticide, that we don't want to spray when people are out there. They're mm. not dangerous, but we don't know what you're allergic to either. Sure. So it's all about that. Yeah. And then, and then there's little detail like weed eating, ditches, lake banks, creeks, that sort of stuff that we can't really do repair bunkers. That's hard to do when people are on the golf course. So we just do that twice a year. Yeah. Every golf course does it. You have to do it. Right. Everybody says, boy, just when the greens get perfect, you go punch them. Well, the reason they're perfect is because we do these things throughout the year to make sure that during the bulk of the season, you get the optimum putting surface. Yeah. But you have to do it. I've had people say, why don't you do this when we're not playing, like December or January? <laughs> <laughs> well, that'd be great, but the grass won't recover for six months if you do it then. You have to do it during the growing season. You've got to have a you got to have heat. You got to have long light days. Yeah. You got to have days where where the you have a lot of daylight. Yeah. So you want the maximum growth period. So yeah. it, the timing's always complicated. We don't know when you're going to play, and you don't know when we're going to airify, and it can be weather dependent too. Sure, absolutely. Well, in in an, a climate like Mississippi, you're probably getting play, really, ten and a half months out of the year. That's I mean, correct. you may get a six week stretch in winter where it gets a little suspect. I'm yeah. I'm sure there's still some. 
<laughs> still oh, yeah. some uh, some, some soldiers out there oh, that get yeah. after it. But but for the most part, you know, most of your golfers probably going to put it up around November hunting season. You whatever they're going to pick it back up some around spring break. Yep. And, and but you know, from an upkeep perspective, that's probably your least productive time of the year as well. Hey, absolutely. To be, from being able to, to to get your sunshine and uh, and whatever it is you need for you for the grass to grow, right. etc. So well, that's that's an interesting phenomenon that came through yep. with the army worms and yep. it, you know I thought it was a great opportunity to to kind of you know branch into hey what does that yeah. look like yeah. how does that look and uh, it's a it's a unique process and it's and it's good it's a good question and it's and it's a standard question we get it all the time I get it you know nearly daily yeah but you know you have one growing season and there's a lot to get done and now we're in the phase where we're we're pushing the turf into the winter mm. and the plant knows. By daylight, it knows what to do. It'll start to work its way to protect itself for wintertime. And yeah. it's our job to help push it in, mm-hmm. to get it as healthy as it can be when it gets into winter so you don't get much winter kill. This past winter in February, we had the ice storm. Right. And there were there were places that many golf courses had winter damage yeah. that, that we don't normally get because you don't get sustained cold. Right. And it takes usually multiple days below freezing for you to ever see a damage. Yeah. Well, this year we had it. So everybody had it somewhere. It might be on a mound. It might be mm. on a dry spot. It might be wherever or a weak area. Mm-hmm. It'll attack that first. So yeah. we're really in the process now. We're transitioning, helping the tran- the plant transition into fall and winter. Mm. So it's it's uh, there's a lot to it. There's, there's no lot doubt. To it. And maintain playable conditions for the golfer that are nowadays playing a lot more golf. And with the COVID, they're playing a lot more golf. So this it's, it'll be interesting this year with football. People are going back to the stands, although that could change. You don't know. I mean, this thing's changing yeah. by the day. It's fluid. Yeah. But it's so much easier to watch football on TV. People are now playing more golf in the fall than they once did. It used to be Labor Day. It stopped. Yeah. People went dove hunting and went to football games. Right. Then it became bow season and football. Then yeah. it became gun season, and that's it. You know, we didn't see them. Yeah. But now the fall, actually, the best time to play golf in Mississippi because it's drier. The golf courses are peaking because we're pushing it. Right. The plant's doing what it's doing, so the fall's the best time to play golf. And it weeds out some people who don't play. They go hunting. There's more tea time, yeah. more whatever. So keep playing. Keep playing. Keep playing. Hey, Absolutely. you getting excited about playing golf out there? Yeah. I certainly am. Uh, you know, look, we're, we've got some cooler weather coming in. Yeah. Hey, upper not upper eighties. The judge may not think so, but upper eighties around here will take. You bet. He would take that as well. And we're going to be back with more tea to green with Randy Watkins here on Upon Further Review right after this. near you welcome back to upon further review with your host josh dorman on wjqs the fan welcome back in garner dental group studios this is tita green with randy watkins and um we uh like to talk all things golf blue cross blue shield of mississippi uh listener line 601-366-1180 give us a call or text us at 601-817-0106. Randy will answer questions uh, related to anything you want to ask about golf, uh, specifically if you have a, a question about equipment, uh, course management, 
many, many years of experience, uh, not just uh, managing and owning courses, but playing the game as well at the highest level. And I uh, would love to hear from you. So uh, give us a call or shoot us a text. I uh, want to talk about Wilson Fur. Yes. And uh, had a terrific week in Colorado. Yep. Played the Colorado Open this week. And what part, what tour is that a part of? It's not on a tour. It's just okay. a, it's just a state open. A lot of a lot of a lot of states have a state open where it's pretty much open. Now that's the biggest one. It's the biggest state open in the country. Hundred thousand dollars to the winner, which is you know big as a corn fairy event. And there were plenty of corn fairy players playing there. It's it's always been one of the biggest ones. I don't know how they started it, but even when I was an amateur and, and I'm a young professional, it was a big one. I mm. never played in it because there was something conflicting with it. Right. But the field on that thing was really, really strong, and they played some terrific golf. He shot six under yeah. uh, for the week. And I talked to him earlier this morning, and, and he was not satisfied with his play but but encouraged by lots of things that he's working on and is getting better. And he's just trying to be competitive, competitively sharp going to tour school, yeah, which is three or four weeks out before he plays. So he's really making some progress. And where is that held? Well, they're everywhere, but he's going to Georgia for the first stage. Okay. We're, we're hosting one at Lake Caroline. Right. He entered the one in over in Georgia. Okay. It's a golf course he played in college that he likes, sort of suits sure. his game, and he just wants to play over there. Yeah. So they have him set up all over the country. Okay. Regionally set up. And now the tour school feeds you into the Corn Ferry Tour. Only. Not yeah. directly to the PGA. You tour. cannot get to the tour from the tour school today. Okay, that changed several years ago, which I think is a good move, and it actually has elevated the play on the tour. Yeah, that that tour is very good now, and it's going to get better. They're raising their purses next year to a, I think they're a minimum of a million dollars. Wow, um, which is awesome. Yes, that eighteen percent goes to the winner, so you can, if you win, you win one hundred eighty yeah. grand. So you can actually make a living while you're pursuing. It used to be those tours, and I was there the first time they had what was now the what is now the corn fairy tour was called the tournament players series okay was in 1985 all right and to win you might win eight grand yeah or ten thousand yeah so but it was a feeder tour it was it was designed for that but you couldn't survive it you had you had to win to pay your bills right right now you can you can play well and pay your bills and keep yourself float right float so you can keep pushing to get better and get yourself to the tour Talk about um, when when we look at a Wilson Fur, when we look at a Davis Riley, when we look at a Chad Ramey, all young guys that are are, are getting it done uh, as as they build their progression. Jonathan Randolph a little bit older, yep. Um, but there's there's guys out there all over. What is what is that progression? Uh, you know, as they go through the Corn Ferry Tour, I think everybody thinks that if you're a professional golfer, you're just instantaneously wealthy. And cool, right. and and the grind that takes place, say, uh, you know, if you're top 10 on the Corn Ferry, you're doing pretty well for yourself. Correct. You're making money. But but when you get down to that 50 to 75 to 100, what's that grind like? It's tough. I mean, it's it's hard to play and play well and not make much money. It's and it's really tough to go through a a cold spell where you miss two, three, or four cuts in a row, which happens to everybody, where you just get in a rut and you don't play well, you don't feel well, whatever, and you get behind the eight ball. Now you've got to play extra well when you do play to mm -hmm. make up ground. You got to pass people, yeah, which is you know how professional golf works. It's all about passing people. It's like a race. If you make a bogey. 
30 guys fly by you fast as you can look up. Yeah. If you make a birdie, you've passed 10 or 15 mm-hmm. people. You make a par, you're, you're, you're just sort of holding your own. And they all know it. Yeah. And you all you always have a feel for the scores. You can play a golf course generally and sort of tell what it's going to take to, to, to win it. Mm-hmm. As a matter of fact, it was a gift of Jack Nicklaus. Jack Nicklaus had a gift. He played a course one time and tell you what the score would be wow. to win it. And he would go to shoot that score. He wouldn't go to win. He would go to shoot that score. He'd play a course and say, 12 under, win this. How about that? He'd go, he set his mind to go, i got to shoot 12 under. And so he'd shoot 2 under and 3 under and 6 under and 5 under, and there you go. And he yeah. wins the trophy and the money and goes home. It was a gift. How about that? And But everybody's got a little bit of that now, but he started that process. Uh-huh. And so you, you're just always trying to pass people. When you don't play well, it's easy to do the math. I mean, passing you, <laughs> it doesn't take long. It's yeah. just like NASCAR. You look yeah. up. I mean, you you slip in one turn, and here they go. Yeah, and that's a bogey, a double bogey. I mean, you're really you going. I mean, you you got a flat tire. Yeah, you're in the pits. <laughs> you know, you got a problem. <laughs> We're smoking. That's right. That car is smoking. Yeah. get it inside. Yeah, there. exactly. So it's a tough. It is a tough grind. It, it is hard to play golf for money. Yeah. For a living, yeah, and have to pay your bills, and it is a meritocracy. If you don't play well, you don't get paid. That's right. You don't make a dime. What's uh, what's that like? Who's getting sponsorships? What's that world like when you when you start thinking about? You hear, you know, everybody sees Annika Sorensen. Yeah, you go. just won the Senior Women's Open. Is she a stud? Oh my goodness! Uh, Thirteen years later, she goes that wins by eight. Yes, and and it wasn't even close. But people see her with Callaway and Lexus and. Yep. But 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 sometimes I don't think everybody understands that there's a select few yes. that are living off of these large yes. sponsorships. What are the are the guys that are you know even say below a hundred on the PGA tour? Are there's, they getting much of that? There's not much there. There's mm-hmm. just it's very top heavy. It's all about um, TV time. Mm-hmm. It's all about name recognition. It's all about personality. It's all about charisma it's all about a lot they don't know your name they're not paying you anything yeah you have to earn that too so it's very top heavy it's, it's not zero like it once was we used to uh, my contract with cobra in 1984 was for five thousand dollars for the year for the year plus free equipment and the free equipment was unlimited yeah i went through three or four sets of irons i don't know how many shirts visors whatever i had a Tylus, i had a contract with Tylus. no money Balls, gloves, three dozen balls a week, six gloves a week. I had to wear the visor. Uh-huh. Then there was a pool. They put up a pool of money of 20. I think back then it was $20,000. And the top 10 guys that played Titleist split that split pool. That. Not how you, but how you finished in that pool. Uh-huh. So you get some. So you could earn some. Yeah. And they were awesome. They paid fast. Yeah. Like the next Monday, when you got to the tournament next Monday, the, the check would be in your locker. I didn't get many of them, <laughs> but I did get some. Yeah. But it was in your locker. And yeah. so was your stuff, your yeah. balls, your gloves, your visors, all that stuff was in your locker. But it's very, very top-heavy. Yeah. There's a little bit more now because of the popularity of golf. Right. So there's not zero. You can still make some, but you have to you have to earn it, and you can't come out just because you were good as an amateur or a collegiate player decorated doesn't mean you're going to get a lot. Yeah. You get something. Yeah. But it's still not enough to pay the bills. You have to earn it. You got to earn it. You got to go win it. You, we were talking about Annika. 
I heard this statistic. There's one person in golf that really has ever been talked to from the statistical standpoint of win rate. Yep. Tiger Woods. Tiger Woods. 22%. Yep. Unbelievable. Annika? Yeah. 23. Yep. 23% win rate. How about that? In her career. Is that? In my mind, she's the best female golfer all time. In, in In my mind. Who else would, 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 would somebody put up there with her? I mean, you you go with Nancy Lopez, and you go you can go far back to Joanne Carner and lots of uh, Mickey Wright. Right. I'd like to see hers. Mickey Wright was something special. Yeah. And there's, I don't think there's ever been a human that can that has ever hit the ball straighter <laughs> than Annika Sorensen. It's unbelievable. I mean, it is gun barrel straight, right down the middle every time. And it looks like there's no effort there. Nope. I mean, just as smooth. It's like syrup over pancakes. I'm telling man. you, it's smooth. It's, it's unbelievable. Just, she's a she's a joy to watch, and she's a delightful person. Yeah, and she really did a lot for women's golf. Oh man, seventy two. That was her seventy third win. That's unbelievable. Almost twenty three million dollars in career earnings. But <laughs> you think about what what happened um, when when she came through and was winning like she was winning. It almost it wasn't obviously equated the same way, but it almost had the same impact on women's golf as Tiger did on men's golf. Very close. The popularity of it, the purses raising. Very close. Um, and and her name still draws. Yeah. I watched her in that uh, Lake Tahoe celebrity yeah, golf match. I did too. And she uh, lives across the lake. Yep. They I said if she'd have won that boat, which she almost won that two hundred thousand dollar boat, sure she could have just. Taking it right across Just the lake. Wheeled across the lake. Where, she lives up. there. In Lake Tahoe? Yeah, yeah she How lives across that? the lake. She has yeah. a home there. Okay. That's I awesome. I take my eyes off <laughs> watching her play because it's a joy to watch. Oh, man. And she's very relatable to us. Yeah. To golfers. As a matter of fact, more men should watch her swing. Don't 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 watch Dustin Johnson. No. <laughs> I don't I don't care. I don't care. I don't care who's listening. Uh. Get off of that. Or Brooks Kepka, you because you can't yeah. do that. Yeah. But what she does is so fundamentally solid and so relatable that she plays the golf course so smartly and so effortlessly. It's just fun to watch. And plus, she smiles. She enjoys herself. Even yeah. when she was winning, she was a delightful interview. You know, she was attractive enough that yeah. people, I mean, you just find her likable. Yeah. You know, because she was a gracious winner, too. Yeah. She was a fierce competitor, but a gracious winner, which is very endearing to people. No question. No question. We'll have more Tita Green with Randy Watkins. We're going to talk some Olympic golf and uh, and more as we come back. This is Upon Further Review. We'll be right back. Upon further review with your host, Josh Dorman, on WJQS The Fan. Welcome back in to the Garner Dental Group Studios. This is Upon Further Review. I am Josh Dorman, your host, and I am joined once again by Randy Watkins of Randy Watkins Golf Group, www.randywatkinsgolf.com, for all the information about what he's got going on with his three courses and uh, other things they've got chicken, fried chicken over there. Love that. Whisper Lake and Caroline. Uh, fun times. He's got the uh, 
the um, uh, I want to keep saying the tour championship, but the club championship yep. coming up. Um, and we went to break. We were talking uh, Annika. We were talking different players. And you mentioned something that I'm curious. If you're an average golfer, okay, me, yep. and, and you are going to tell somebody that's an average golfer to watch one professional, you mentioned Annika. Yes. Who in the men's game would you say, hey, listen, if you want to study somebody, you go study that golf swing. Steve Stricker. Okay. He's a um he's a he's a great winner. Mm-hmm. He's a great money winner. But that guy does all things right and all things relatable. Like he doesn't hit it at 340. Those they're they're not relatable. But that guy hits it in the club face, down the fairway, and he's a terrific wedge player and mm. putter. Like so, he really plays the game, and he only does what he can do. He will not do something that he's not comfortable with. He yeah, only does his deal. How about that? And so that's for the person. You got to find out what you can do, but you also need to know what you cannot do. Right. And what whatever that is, don't ever do it. Sometimes that's the hardest thing. It is. And you know, look, we talked about Phil in the break. Yep. I, I have that mentality on the golf course. Sure. You know, if I'm 250 out, you're gunning. Look, I'm I'm taking the three wood out. Like <laughs> I, you know, I'm not studying all. I'm ready to go. Yep. And it pans out maybe one out of seven or eight times. Correct. But the one time it does, listen, I should be on the corn ferry. I'm Abs- just telling oh, you. Oh yeah, I'm there. I should be there yep. right then and Absolutely. there. Uh, but forget about the other 17 holes and and 85 or so shots every time. But yep. um, uh, when we so Steve Stricker on the men's game, Anik on the women's game, women's game, go YouTube those two. Sure. Look at what that swing looks like. There's yeah. so much technology now. Oh yeah, 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 yeah. That I mean, you can utilize. Yeah, you can just you can make yourself sick looking up who to watch. But 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 what they do, their fundamentals are they 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 align the club. They they set up well. Their cadence is the same. Their tempo is the same. You can't tell Stricker's hitting a nine iron or a driver. Mm. Same thing. Mm-hmm. Annika, same thing. It's driver night. Looks it's exactly true. the same. And that's what it should be because you really have to hit the ball in the middle of the club. Face. Mm-hmm. And the the more repetitive and the more fluid, you, I mean, you watch guys hit home runs in baseball. Yeah. Many times you're like, that guy barely swung. We hit it 460. You know, when he swings as hard as he can, he whiffs. And That's he right. Falls down. That's right. But when he times it and has the rhythm mm-hmm. and the cadence, they hit it 430, 460. Yeah. It's it's wild. But it's it's the beautiful marriage of an athletic motion, right? That you got to hit the ball on the barrel of that bat, right? In order to get what you want, which is the home run. Mm-hmm. It ain't going out; it's not off the barrel, right? Well, in golf, you're not going to get the best out of it; it's not in the middle of the face, yeah. Because everybody picks the club that will go that yardage if you hit it in the middle of the face, correct? Well, you don't hit it in the middle of the face, <laughs> so you're in a bunker, you're off in the rough, <laughs> you're over right. in the bushes. Because you don't ever hit it in the club face. Yes. Because you swing too hard, you don't have the same, you don't have the same routine. You don't yeah. have, your fundamentals are never good on every shot. They have to be good all the time. Yeah. So, those two. That's something. I mean, there are guys on the regular tour, and there's other ladies. Allie McDonald's got a beautiful yeah. swing. It's very fundamentally strong. And it's very rhythmic. Yeah. Shin Shin Fang. A lot of the Korean ladies are uh-huh. so relatable because they're so beautiful in their motion. They're so yeah. particular about their uh, setup and how they organize themselves before the shot. That there's a lot to that. Yeah. That 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 they just do that you can do, 
is to be organized with your thoughts and your fundamentals before you hit a ball. Things got to be. It's like setting up to a free throw. They're very organized. Yeah. And pitchers, you know, you see how they go about a pitcher. A pitcher, he's not throwing it. Yeah. Until he's organized. That's true. He's he's got he's got stuff. And a batter, he holds his hand up to the umpire and is basically calling timeout until he gets organized in that box, and then he's ready to hit it. It's very similar. All right, so I just had a thought here. Um, you you talked about this golf swing, yeah, and free throws, yeah, and I would Charles Barkley's golf swing and Shaq's free throw. That would be an equal comparison (laughs) of non-fundamental. Pretty much. Pretty much. They're same, same. Yes. Yes. All right, so let's let's move to uh, Xander Schofle. Yes. Wins the gold medal. But you were prophetic because you sat in here some couple months ago and talked about the importance of being good from 150 in. You got it. He's on 18. Yep. He has to pitch out. Yep. He's got a wedge in his hand. Yep. And he sticks it tight. And I sat there and I watched that. I said, boy, Randy, was yep. you got to be great from that 150 you in. Uh, and that's how those guys win. Big time putt. Yep. What about a seven-person playoff, playoff for, for the, the bronze? bronze? thought that was awesome. I mean, I actually really loved that part of the Olympics. That made it cool. It was highly, highly competitive. They played some great golf, by the way. And I liked that golf course. That golf course played beautifully. Yes. The greens... I'm not sure I've seen many beyond Augusta putt prettier than those greens. I wow. mean, they looked. I haven't. I mean, obviously, I haven't talked to any of the guys that played. Sure, on, sure. But you could tell they were enjoying those greens. Yeah. They made lots and lots of putts. That ball that? got on. I mean, they, they rolled them in. They were yeah. great speed. They were true. They were beautiful. It was fun to watch. I think the Olympics got a boost this year. It was a weird year for it with COVID, but you can hear what the Justin Thomases and mm-hmm. the Roys are saying about it, about how awesome it was to be there and to represent and to play in the Olympics. They just loved it. Yeah. So think about a guy, you know, you were talking about the money aspect. How impressive was Rory Sabatini? Oh, my and, God. And shooting a 10 under. 61. 61 on the Sunday of the Olympics. To win silver. To win a silver medal for him and his country. Was that – Unbelievable. It just it, it's spectacular, and you know CT Pan shoots a sixty three. Yep, just to and get into that bronze get playoff, a, gets that to get him in a playoff, and he's playing off against the likes of Matsuyama and Morikawa and Munoz, uh, and uh, so it's something else. Well, we have a caller on line too. Awesome. Yeah, let's see who it is. Uh, welcome in. I believe is this is this the bear. This is he. What's well, happening? <laughs> How you doing, Coach? I'm doing great, Randy. Congratulations on going into the Mississippi Sports Hall of Fame. So well You're deserved kind. and so proud of you. You're but kind. I'd like to make a couple of points. Uh, one, Josh, I heard you talk about hitting a three wood two fifty. You couldn't get there in two. <laughs> 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 yeah. Well. His swing speed's so slow he wouldn't get a speed ticket in the school zone. Exactly. <laughs> oh, mercy. The, 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 second, the second thing I wanted to ask Randy, Randy, how important is a shaft in golf? Oh. As far when you're dealing with a person that's sort of old, 
Oh, it's it's huge for anybody nowadays, Mike. I, you and I may have had this conversation before, but one of the big changes in golf today is the fact that you can be fit for clubs, not just the club head. Now you can get a shaft to match the head, a shaft to match your swing speed, your abilities. It's a no-brainer now. you got to go get fitted, and there's lots of companies. The shafts are now so good, and it does help. It takes a lot of stress off your elbows, your shoulders, your, your arthritis. There's just a lot of stuff out there, but you got to go get it. you got to go get fitted for it. Good question, too. Coach Jones, Thanks, we you, appreciate friend. you calling in and listening. Thank That's you, my friend. Mike Jones, former athletic director at Mississippi College. Our a a uh, fellow Hall of a Famer, fellow too, Hall of Famer. Way. Mississippi Hall Proud of Fame. Proud to be a fraternity brother. And I tell buddy. you what, what a club the two of you yeah. are in. Uh, and uh, I'm proud be. to know both of you. Great men as well. We'll be back with more Upon Further Review right after this. Welcome back to Upon Further Review on WJQS The Fan. Listen to us on the web at WJQSTheFan.com. Welcome back in Upon Further Review. This is the Tea to Green segment uh, of, uh, of the show with Randy Watkins. Uh, RandyWatkinsGolf.com. And uh, we appreciate the bear, Mike Jones, calling in. And a great oh, yeah. question about, about the shaft. And those, those are things that we've talked about and the importance of of selecting and being fitted for your equipment yep. uh, and what you can do with today's technology is so, uh, so very impressive. You know, we were talking in on the break a couple segments ago about uh, Memphis hosting 48 of the top 50 uh, players in the world there this week at the yep. WGC event up there in Memphis. And uh, what a great opportunity. If you're a golf fan, go. it's a three hour drive up North. It's Weather's TPC. supposed to be nice. Got a cool front coming. It's TPC Memphis. Look, if you need to go see them, and there you can get close to the putting green. You get great views from the driving range. You can actually get up close and see them. And I would urge people to go watch how they practice. Watch the drills they use mm-hmm. on the putting green. Watch how they go about their practice on the driving range and around the chipping green. And just watch how they go about their business and, and pick out things that you could do that they do and how they – prepared to compete but what they're doing is what they do mm. so if you see a guy on a putting green putting four footers that's what he does yeah you know that's and that's what he's working on he's grinding he's whatever but they've got little they, they've got trinkets and they got yeah stuff and they got a coach and they got this but go see it get up close to him and see it it's just three hours they're all there yeah and it's going to be a perfect week for it so you know you got we got two months back to back we got memphis this week and we got Sanderson Farms coming up in less than two months. Two different shots to go look at, watch these tour guys mm. go about their business. You're just missing out yeah. if you don't go. And this year at the Country Club, the field's going to be unreal, and it's going to be huge with Mississippi people in it. Davis Riley, Chad Ramey, and Cohen Trolley all playing. You know, there could be more. Yeah. But right now, those three are going to be here. Yeah. Go see our guys. Yeah, They're absolutely. Be right here. Go watch them, and you can see them. And the golf course is awesome, no doubt. And the, the way they set up Sanders Farms now, it's just too much fun. So just go. Oh, it's a it's a it's a great great event. Um, it's it's something I do every year. Yep. 
you know, I, I love just to go walk. I, I'll normally, uh, last year, I walked with Davis um, and uh, talked with his dad for a bit. Yep. As, uh, as we watched him play, I always try to find Jonathan Randolph. Or, sure. You know, it's an opportunity for you to go out and find a local person that that you can support. Yeah. Um, you know, because I think the idea is when you're a professional golfer, everybody has what you see on television. Correct. And there's, you know, 5,000 people waiting around the green for you, and that's not the reality for the majority of these players. That is correct. It's, it's you know, listen, they, they'll notice that you're there. They'll yep. appreciate your support. You bet. Uh, you know. It the, matters. The, it, it is, it's, very, it's very important to them, and that's why they continue to some, in some cases to come back. Number one, it's a tournament that supported these young guys. You bet. As they've made their way through. But also it's fun to get back and – and get a little bit of that local hospitality where the hospitality state. It is. So it's a it's a good opportunity. And this and our tournament had a history of making sure Mississippians are in it. Absolutely. Going back to my day and before. Yeah. Robert Morgan did it. I did it. They all we've all done it. And and Joe Sanderson and Steve Gent, they make sure there's a Mississippi flavor in it. Yeah. And these are our people. These are our guys. Yes. Born and raised. Most of them. Or collegiately played here. Whatever. Yeah. Go see them, and it's it's really appreciated. And look. You can't tell the difference between them and some of the others. No. You, you, they hit it just as good. They hit it just as far, just as pretty, just as clean. They putt just as good. It's just if they get hot. That's it. You know, That's but it. it's just a matter of time. I remember uh, several years ago, Jonathan Randolph yep. had a top 10 at that event. He did. And, uh, you know, local guy from Jackson Prep uh, played at Ole Miss and now is, is grinding on the, the, the Corn Ferry. Um, and so, you, you, you know, it's always a fun. Uh, a, a fun little atmosphere. They do a lot of cool little things. Right. The the country club's a cool course though to walk and and to see the 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 golf as it comes about. Great spots to find some shade and just relax, yeah. eat some good food. Um, you, you know whatever interlocking it is. holes. You know because it's an old school golf course, so there's interlocking holes where you can see two or three holes in one little pod, and, and of course they got hospitality. You know everywhere. Yeah. So it's just. You're missing out on an opportunity, so don't miss it. No, don't miss it's it. It's just simple as that. Just go get a ticket. Go. I think you, uh, the, they, you park at the mall, yep. and they bus you over there. Yep. Um, simple as that. I did it. It's very simple. I, I've done it. Yep. Um, met met some great people. Yeah. <laughs> in the it's process. Awesome. Yeah. Uh, and and it's a it's a it is a, a tremendous tremendous event. Um, they drop you, you off right at the front door. That's you perfect. mentioned Lake Caroline hosting a qualifying. Yes, we're hosting a first stage of a Corn Ferry Tour School qualifier in three weeks at Lake Carolina. It's the first stage, and the way the tour works now, you can only get to the Corn Ferry Tour through the Tour School. So there's a first stage. You have to get through it. There's a percentage of them that qualify. There'll be 78 players in this field. I don't yet know how many advance, but it'll be 15 or so. And then there'll be a second stage of qualifying somewhere else, and those will advance to the finals, which will be later in the fall. And that's when they fight for the card. So it's a tough process, but there'll be some named players coming here. Yeah, yeah. And there'll be some real talent coming in here. Well, it's uh, it's always fun to watch these folks play golf, and uh, you know, if if you've never played or seen somebody, what a great opportunity to just watch somebody that's hungry, yeah. that's just trying to make it. Yeah. Where where every putt matters, where every wedge shot matters, where where everything is so important. Yes. Uh, as they pursue these dreams, and uh, it's just a, it'll be a fantastic. And congratulations to you, you. for having the opportunity to host that at uh, your course. I know that's, that's going to be uh, going to be amazing. 
uh, amazing opportunity there uh, for you and for Lake Caroline and for all of those that that'll be uh, trying to figure it out. What's the date uh, for the Sanderson Farms this year? Do you know? Good question. I think it's late September or first October. I was going to say I we need to do uh, something special here on the show. You um, get him in here and uh, and 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 work on um, work on some specific. Uh, yeah, you need you need to have him in here because things are fluid. You know, they're changing. Let's see here for COVID stuff and so yeah. forth. But but we're gonna have fans. All right, I'm That's showing sure. that it's Thursday the 30th through Sunday the 3rd. So the 30th of September to the 3rd of October. There you go. And uh, so what we'll do is with our next month, that'll be our last show, uh, we'll work on on doing some things specific for that, uh, getting some folks in here, maybe trying to get a player or two in here. Be great. The um, – the, the 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 Monday of the tournament. I don't know if if we could do. Maybe we'll go out on site uh, that Monday night on the on the on the grounds if they'll allow us to do a little remote out there. I think you ought to talk to Steve about that and see what they what how they've got that set up. I have no idea. Yeah, we'll we'll see what we yep. can figure out. Yep. But uh, we're going to bring you some great Sanderson Farm coverage yep. and coverage of all these uh, these young players coming through Mississippi uh, and a lot of those that have been supporting this tournament that are not from here. Correct. Year after year after year that have done. Uh, 1,200 done. plus volunteers have run that thing. Unbelievable. It's not possible without it. So the people of Mississippi stand up strong to help it, support it, the fans, particularly the golf fan. If you're a golfer, that should mean you're a golf fan. Right. If you're a golf fan, you should go to the tournament. At now, let least, me ask you this. At least one day. At least one day. Do the volunteers, I know when it was at Annandale. Yep. The volunteers had the opportunity at some point. Remember, there was the following Monday, yep. the Monday after. They had the opportunity actually to play was, the course. There was a play day for them. Yeah, is absolutely. that is that pretty customary for all of these these tournaments? Most of them do that. Yes. Okay, yep. all right, that's Very, awesome. Uh, what a great reward! Yes, no doubt. And and they love it, and they've earned it, and they deserve it. Yeah, and it's a and it's a treat for the tournament to do it. So they roll, sort of roll out the red carpet for the volunteers. Yes, yes. And I think they do it over multiple days now. They may give them options. I forget how they do it. Now. Yeah, but we've always done it. I did it when I was tournament director. Yeah, at Annandale, it was it was great. It was it was usually a month or two after or whatever. Okay, whenever the course was available. Right, right. But after it healed and all that stuff, sure. and all the stuff is gone, and it takes a while to put it together. They've already started building. Wow, constructing stuff, and then it takes a while to take it back. Yeah, down. so it's a, there's a lot there's a lot to it. But I just ask people to go. If if you're a football fan, you go to football games. Yeah. If you're a golf fan, you ought to go to the golf. Absolutely. Fan. We get one. It comes every year. It's sponsored by a Mississippi company that is totally committed to it. Yes. The money goes to Blair Batson. Yes. And it's over a million dollars a year. Yeah. So show the – buy Sanderson Farms chicken. Yes. One, go to the tournament, two, yes. and now we got it. Yeah, yeah. Now we in. We're, now we in. We're, we're, we're with it. Uh, we will be there. I'm there every year, yep. and uh, we'll see what we can do to bring some some fun things your way. Uh, Randy, once again, thanks for joining awesome. us. Thank you, John. You've been listening to Tita Green here as part of Upon Further Review. That's Randy Watkins. I want to remind you uh, to visit his website, randywatkinsgolf.com, uh, for all of information about the the, uh, the courses he owns and what his group does. A phenomenal youth program with his son. Uh, that uh, top 100 instructor, top 50 instructor, excuse me, in the nation for uh, youth golf. And uh, a lot of stuff going on at Lake Caroline, Patrick Farms, and Whisper Lake. So I want you to check out their website. We'll be back with more upon further review right after this.
It's time now for a pond further review with your host Josh Dorman here on WJQS The Fan. Welcome back in. Excellent first hour. Randy Watkins joined us as always the first Monday of each month. Randy joins us for Tea to Green with Randy Watkins, and uh, we certainly appreciate him, his expertise in the game of golf, and uh, he's also an expert uh, predictor when it comes to NBA Finals as well, Bill. Has, yeah, uh, he picked the games. He picked uh, he picked the Bucks to win it, and uh, the rest of us picked the Suns. Uh, so now we're going to dive off into uh, a little bit uh, a little bit different. We've got several different things we want to cover before we have uh, the judge preside over the court with his coach's challenge and good call, bad call later in the hour. And uh, I want to start with a couple things. And one of the things about uh, this show is is we hope that you take something from it to understand. I don't know sports life at a little bit different level, what goes into the intricacies of a professional athlete, of a high school coach, of a guy like Randy Watkins that's running three uh, successful golf uh, courses that played at a high level. And and so I want to, for a, for a second, step back and and look at one of the things that we've talked about when it, when it relates to uh, specifically high school coaches. We, we really try to encourage and inspire high school coaches – to have positive cultures. And when we first, the very first night of this show, we talked about the importance of culture and how so many people talk about the Jimmys and the Joes and, uh, you know, uh, if you've got the players, you're going to win. And and all of those things, you know, those are very surface-level expectations for a program. But one of the things that, that, that your culture shows in the chemistry in, in your connection, it shows in your uh, your your ability to compete with and for one another. And and I don't want to jump on a negative bandwagon, and that's not my point here. But I do want to talk about the United States women national team, who were bounced um, by by uh, I believe it was Sweden. Uh, no, excuse me, it was Canada. Uh, they had won twelve straight against Canada, and they were bounced um, out of the Olympics by Canada. And one of the things that's been obvious to me as they have gone about the last few years is it really seems that they have had an erosion within their chemistry and culture as a program. And when I say program, we're talking about the United States women's national team and all that are a part of that. It's a, it's a massive undertaking. Because when you go back several years, uh, even back to Mia Hamm and, and, and those groups and that is a program that had more momentum potentially than anything else. It, it was, it was, I mean, you even could take men's basketball and say that, that although they've won gold, won championships, whatever, the, the amount of support specifically from young girls, young women, families that absolutely bought into the United States women's national team was off the chart. It was unbelievable there for, for years. But what you saw happen over the last few years was an erosion of that. It was an erosion of the, the, the non-negotiables, the commitment to one another and the connection and chemistry that a positive culture creates. Now, this is not a political statement. I don't care where you land on the political uh, spectrum. It doesn't matter. 
What I believe has happened to that program is they have allowed drama from the inside out to eat them alive. They have allowed negativity to bombard them. And I think what you found is with with certain uh, certain people taking the voice of that team and operating as if everybody on that team agreed with specific uh, activism, with specific uh, issues, what you saw was probably in the background of that of that team, you had folks that didn't agree. But you didn't have a culture where that disagreement could be discussed and yet they could connect. What you it looks like you had was a very disconnected group of people that honestly they looked like they were ready to be out of there. They were ready for this cycle to be done and 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 to to try to start to to have change. The the effort uh while it was there uh, I would tell you, hey, you can argue, uh, were they a little older? Yes. Uh, were they still the most talented group in the world? Absolutely. W- where was the breakdown with them? I believe it was 100% in their culture. There was not, yes, they were talented, but they did not have the culture and the commitment to one another for a multitude of reasons. Uh, but I believe that all of the all of the, uh, the collateral damage was was from all of the uh, non-soccer related things that swirled around that program now for what four, five, six years. Just a swirling tornado of drama that when once you stir that up, and if you've ever been a part of a program as a player, as a coach, in any way, shape, or form, you know that that is a disaster because everybody walks on eggshells. Everybody's worried about what somebody's going to think. Uh, everybody's worried about whose position is this and that instead of an entire group just fighting with and for one another. And I think that's what you've seen in the United States women's national team. Now, now I do think that you saw the exact opposite uh, when it comes to uh, the, gym, the, the United States women's gymnast team. Uh, absolutely phenomenal to see some of these young ladies step up when all of this adversity has been surrounding them uh, not just with 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 Simone Biles, but everything that that program has been through. Uh, so very very unique um, to watch the United States Women's National Team. And I bet you, if you were to go out and poll, you know they've probably lost fifty percent of of this massive following because of that culture. I try to explain to coaches, young and old. Listen, people want to follow people that when they leave, they are better for having been around them. You know, people don't want to be around people that when they leave, they feel like they've got to wash their hands, check their check their wallet to make sure they didn't they didn't get pickpocket or or feel dirty when they leave. They want to they want to be around people and inspired by people that they feel better after having been in their presence. And 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 as a coach, when you build a positive culture, that's what happens. People get better. They get better in their sport. They get better in life with relationships, with friendships. They get better in everything that they do because that is a part of your culture and the non-negotiables that you set. And I don't think anybody related to the United States women's national team got better. Uh, I think you have some young kids that stepped up, some young ladies, the goalie specifically. I hate that she got hurt against Canada, but but she had a phenomenal uh, Olympics. So there's a lot to look forward to, but they've got to get back to understanding the culture that got them where they were because that matters, and you saw that here during the Olympics. You know what else matters? What else matters is, let me tell you a, a, an awesome, awesome uh, story 
last week, and I encourage you, if you missed last week's show, you need to go download the podcast. You can download it, Apple Podcasts, Spotify. Simply search my name, Josh Dorman, or upon further review, and you will find our podcast. You can download any of the episodes. But I encourage you to go download last week specifically. If for no other reason, John Weaver was amazing. We're going to have him back next week to talk some football. Uh, But listen to me. Kennedy Sanders is a superstar in the making. That young lady was amazing. Her personality, everything came through that phone line, and she was terrific. And I want to update you. Uh, She is going to be a senior at Madison Regional Academy, and she came back with double gold from the junior championships that were held in Jacksonville, winning the 100-meter dash, running an 11.65 and winning the 200, running a 23.7. So a double gold for Mississippian Kennedy Sanders, who we had on the show last week, and we want to give her a big-time congratulations on that performance. That is a superstar that is going to come out of the state of Mississippi, and you better watch out for her four years from now when it comes – excuse me, three years from now uh, when the Olympics come back full circle. She is a, a phenomenal, phenomenal young lady as well as athletes. So congratulations to you, uh, Kennedy Sanders. Uh, we're going to talk at the uh, on the next uh, segment. We're going to give you some more free agency news. NBA, uh, Kyle Lowry is going to uh, end up with the Heat. They also retain uh, Duncan Robinson. $90 million for Duncan Robinson. It's a record for an undrafted free agent. For a NBA player that went undrafted, and uh, it's a record uh, Mike Conley Jr. stays with the Jazz. Uh, you've got uh, Chris Paul stays with the Suns on a mammoth four-year deal. Uh, who knows? We'll talk about if that's going to be worth it. Could be worth up to $120 million over four years for Chris Paul. Uh, you've also got Lonzo Ball landing with the Bulls. So a lot going on in free agency that we'll talk about. And then uh, after that, we'll have the judge holding court. He'll come in with his coach's challenge and the good call, bad call. Want to remind you about Jerry Brewer. Jerry Brewer is a trusted choice advisor with Southern Gulf States Insurance. Contact Jerry at 601-952-3525 or at southerngulfstates.com. Don't go anywhere. We'll be back with more upon further review right after this. Welcome back in. Upon further review, we are in the Garner Dental Group studios. Garner Garner Dental Group is a collection of 18 dental and orthopedic, uh, excuse me, orthodontic offices conveniently located across Mississippi. Complimentary whitening for new hygiene patients is available. Check out the interactive map, LakeGarnerDentalGroup.com, or call 601-271-8710 to find one of their five metro locations or others across the state region. Most insurance, Medicare, and care credit are accepted, so get in and get your mouth healthy at Garner Dental. 
want to remind you, the, the uh, listener line, 601-366-1180, or the text line, 601-817-0106. Those are both brought to you by Blue Cross Blue Shield of Mississippi, www.bcbsms.com. Live healthy, live blue. Uh, want to, uh, if you've been listening to the commercials, just want to give you a heads up. Coming up at Live Oaks is the College Football Classic 2021 on Thursday, September 2nd. It's a two-person scramble, 150 bucks if you're a non-member. Uh, you can do mulligans. They've got beer and food provided before and after. Prizes on every hole. It starts at 11 a.m. with the lunch and registration with the 1 p.m. shotgun start. Team payouts for first, $700. Second, $500. Third, $300. And fourth, $200. Payouts are based on a full field, 12 teams per flight, and you will play from the white tees. So, uh, sounds like a lot of fun. I know several of the uh, shows here are going to uh, be out there hanging out, so uh, that sounds like uh, like it will be uh, a lot of fun. Keeping up on NBA free agency, and there's a, there's a lot going on, but the numbers are absolutely staggering. Um, but uh, it looks like Alex Crusoe from the Lakers is going to join uh, the Chicago Bulls, uh, and Lonzo Ball, who's already gone there. Uh, Derek Rose has agreed to a three-year, $43 million deal, uh, according to sources, to return to the New York Knicks. And uh, free agent Evan Fournier also agreed with the Knicks. Um, you know, uh, on, a, on a personal note, my man Boban Marjanovic is coming back to the Mavericks, and I'm excited about that. Uh, Dwight Howard going back to the Lakers. So that uh, that'll be interesting. That didn't end well, if I remember correctly. But hey, you know, uh, Trevor Ariza also going to the Lakers on a one-year deal. They're going to have to add with the addition and the trade for Russell Westbrook. The Lakers are going to have to add uh, a lot of players on the veteran minimum. So these are ring chasers, guys that uh, that 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 have made their money. Now they just want to win. Zach Collins goes to. Uh, the Spurs, three years, $22 million on his deal. Doug McBuckets McDermott uh, also joining the uh, the uh, Spurs as well. So a lot going on. Jeff Green going to the Denver Nuggets. Uh, I told you Kyle Lowry is headed to, uh, to Miami Heat. They also re-signed Duncan Robinson. That young man made a lot of money. T.J. McConnell stays with the Indiana Pacers. Four years, $35 million, and uh, that's all happening here early on in free agency. You know, it's a, free agency is a unique thing now. You know, you start, it starts at 6 p.m. Eastern today, but uh, I think it's not until the 6th that they can actually, uh, you can reach a verbal agreement now, but you can't actually sign anything until the 6th. So who knows what can happen? There's been some crazy stuff that's that's happened uh uh, during during the course of free agency, so we'll we'll wait and see if all of this actually comes to fruition or what uh, what actually happens. But we'll try to keep you up to date with all of the NBA free agency news. It's going to be an interesting year in the league as you now have two super teams. You know, with with Russell Westbrook joining the Lakers, and uh, and then obviously you'll have uh, Kevin Durant, James Harden, Kyrie Irving in. Uh, in Brooklyn, and so they certainly will be the favorites as you go through the offseason and, and and look to what's going to be coming for the NBA. Uh, and I'm not sure that that's a great thing. You know, I think one of the things that was re- refreshing about this year's finals between Phoenix and Milwaukee was it was two teams that were billed 
we're, we're built, uh, you know, from the from the ground up. And the judge actually has uh, has alluded to this a couple times about, uh, you know, going back to the importance of actually building a team. So we'll see if there's a team that comes out of everything here in the uh, off season where you look at them and and go, okay, they they you know I like some of those additions. Those are those are team guys, culture guys, whatever it looks like. Or are we going to be back in the era where we're going to go form super teams and and uh, and that's going to be what wins? We'll have to wait and see how that that all turns out. But certainly a lot going on in the world of the NBA. Uh, want to give a congratulations. You know, you you heard Randy Watkins. He was elected this past weekend as a 2021 class uh, member of the Mississippi Sports Hall of Fame. But I want to read you the list from 2020 and 2021 that were inducted, um, and uh, and it's a quite an amazing list. In fact, somebody put out a tweet about the the best state. In fact, it was ESPN put out a tweet about which state produces the best athletes. And I saw Bianca Knight said, I'll go with other because they didn't have Mississippi listed. And and here we are, uh, you know, my friend uh, Jason Scarborough from the uh, Spirit Media Network, he, he posted something about it because how can you not at least have Mississippi as part of the conversation when you're talking about athletes like, um, uh, you know, like a, a Bianca Knight, like a Brett Favre, like a Walter Payton, Jerry Rice, uh, Antonio McDice, uh, Patrick Willis, you know, I mean, good gracious, the amount of athletes that have come out of this state and the, the state's not even in the, in the running. Come on, ESPN, you got to do better than that. But the 2020 class includes Patrick Willis, old Miss linebacker, Pete Brown from the PGA tour, Janet Marie Smith, a baseball architect, MSU grad and a graduate of Callaway high school. Uh, Larry Templeton, longtime Mississippi State athletic director, and Antonio McDice uh, had a had a long career in, in the NBA out of Quitman High School. 2021 class, Lindsey Hunter, uh, Murrah High School, Jackson State, played in the NBA for, for several years. He's an NBA champion. Now he is at Mississippi Valley State leading their basketball program. Eric Dampier, still in the area, uh, played for Mississippi State, the only Final Four that Mississippi State has been to. Uh, 1996 was that year, and uh, he still is involved in this area in the game of basketball and does a great job. Debbie Brock, Delta State Basketball and Forest Hill High School. Terrence Metcalf, an Ole Miss lineman. David Randall, excuse me, Dave Randall for tennis, and our friend Randy Watkins for golf. And we do congratulate each of those. Those are always a lot of fun, Bill. It's kind of unusual because, uh, you know, I've always heard that Mississippi, the state of Mississippi, has put more NFL players in the NFL than any other state in the country. That we've had more players that have played in the NFL from yeah, this state. Yeah, per capita. Per capita. Yeah, yeah. I mean, it's a small state. That's right, and that's the that's the key is that per capita. I mean, you think it is it uh, Ruthie Bolton? Um, that's that that hails from the state. Yeah. You, you I mean. You you could sit here and do an absolute phenomenal list. Oh yeah, on Mississippi well, athletes, starting with Walter Payton. That's right. That's right. <laughs> and, and you know, and think about that too. Uh, Walter when, Payton. Yeah. You know, Jerry Rice. Jerry Rice, potentially the greatest receiver yeah. of all time. You know, Brett Favre is Brett in there Favre. as a quarterback. Uh, you you've had Olympians that are that are from this from this area, big time. Monte Ellis, 
you know, from from Jackson. You've got Mo Williams from Jackson. Right. You've got Weatherspoon. You've got I mean, there's just it's a big list, unbelievable list that we could go on and, and on. And mention this, says, but how are you? <laughs> how do you it, leave it off? Yeah, how do you leave the state off in in that situation? Um, so anyway, that's uh, that's part of it, and and we got a we got a we got a little word from Champ about Chris Paul saying he got paid. For regular season achievement, I don't disagree with that. And uh, uh, what has Paul really done? Uh, Champ does not like the fact that we bust on LeBron, and 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 I agree with you. Chris Paul had a phenomenal year. He has great leadership style. Uh, he played his first NBA Finals this year. He is obviously has has a history of injuries. Um, so yes, I I don't think that a four year hundred twenty million dollar deal is, is a very smart move. Now. How the deal is structured is important because it says up to $120 million. So I would assume that means there's a lot of uh, of potential money in there uh, that will depend on his ability uh, to to stay healthy. And caveats. There's there's going to be some caveats there. Yeah. I'm sure in Paul's case, it was also a a a, uh, a team friendly deal as well. So so champ, I, I don't disagree one bit. Uh, definitely think he got paid for the regular season uh, and for this regular season. And and I don't know, we, you know, only time tells about these uh, massive contracts. Uh, I think you can look at the majority of them. You even go back to Albert Pujols in baseball. You know, the first 10-year, $300 million, you know, when you got to year 6, 7, 8, 9, 10 on that one, it was not worth it. And so I, I certainly think emotion comes into uh, to what uh, these teams pay for these folks. Um, it, it certainly is not – uh, you know, is not wisdom necessarily all the time as much as it is emotion. They seem and the to desire forget to these win. players get older. Well, that is true. But you give you know, a ten-year contract. Well, how are they going to be in ten years? That's yeah. that's a great point. And you know, everybody watches a guy like Tom Brady, or yeah. even take LeBron James, and what he's able to do. I think he's thirty-six now. Yes, yeah, thirty-five, thirty-six. You know, and in basketball with the years, you're talking about. Uh, you know, he's got. He what, is starting 18, to get hurt some now. Eighteen, he is yeah, eighteen seasons. That's a lot of wear yeah. and tear. You know, the guy's six eight, two forty, two forty five. I mean, you know, that's a lot of wear and tear. And for him to be able to to do what he's done is phenomenal. But but those are exceptions, not the rule. Those yeah. are guys that commit. Yeah, Brady. So much. Brady really takes care of himself. Yeah, too. he mean, and LeBron. Is, you know, it's just like he has. He, well, LeBron has his own trainer, right? That he plays. I've plays heard that too. LeBron spends a million dollars a year. Yeah, just, just on, on his his diet and training. To keep himself uh, in good health, so yeah, I don't disagree with you, Champ. I think that uh, that in the long run they may uh, they may look to uh, regret a contract like that. So that's going to do it for this segment. Coming up next, the judge will hold court here, and upon further review, want to remind you about Blue Cross Blue Shield of Mississippi. Live healthy, live blue. www.bcbsms.com. We'll be back with more upon further review right after this. Jen and Madison. Welcome back to Upon Further Review with Josh Dorman. 
Call us on our caller line at 601-366-1180. The judge is ready to preside over his court. And he is hot on the IOC's trail, I hear. So we'll see what he has to offer up there. The one thing I'm thinking about right now is you and I synchronized diving for a gold medal. How does that go? You know, if they count for large splashes, I think I'm a lock. <laughs> yeah. Hey, we, we would produce, we, you know what? I, I wish that somebody just for fun would just synchronize cannonball at the Olympics. You know, I think a new uh, idea was just born. I mean, look, if you can have curling where all you do is use a broom to sweep ice as something rolls down the ice, then certainly Olympic synchronized cannonballing may be birthed. You know, I believe if uh, a member of the uh, International Olympic Committee, if they had a uh, a child kind of like me, born like me, I was, you know, eight pounds plus right out of the gate. But, uh, you know, that that could be under consideration for a a future Olympic sport. (laughs) Well, welcome in. Always great to have you and excited about another Monday night here on the show and excited about hearing – what you've got for us and, and who you're throwing the flag on tonight. Well, you know, Josh, uh, obviously, uh, Bill, our man, was kind enough to play my intro, and I, I could possibly qualify in a future uh, Olympics in that uh, can- synchronized cannonball. I know, you know, I'll keep working with you, and I think you'll be a better cannonballer as the years go by, Josh. <laughs> Also, I did note that uh, I was listening to Randy Watkins tonight. Great episode. Uh, a great guest always. And, uh, you know, I, I thought they were kind of giving you the shaft there, uh, the bear. And then Randy kind of jumped in there when they thought we're talking about the shaft. And I kind of thought they were giving you the business there with your, uh, you know, your three-wood convo. And uh, so, you know, I'm kind of I'm going to have to step in there for you at some point. And saying, no, you know, I might be uh, three shots with the three wood. Uh, you know, when I played, I always took the scenic route, Josh. I really <laughs> have enjoyed, you know, all the golf courses. I mean, all of them, you know, from out of bounds and, and uh, beyond. But, uh, you know, uh, you're going to have to uh, sharpen up to deal with uh, Randy and those guys. Uh, well, me kind of poking fun at you. Well, look, the bear, uh, Mike Jones, is – is an is 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 my mentor for for years now uh had the opportunity to coach with him at mississippi college 2007 2008 and he is phenomenal but one thing he has not done is he has never joined me on a golf course and so i don't know why but he has never joined me on a golf course so we'll see maybe we just need to throw it down right here i'm i'm ready i'm ready to go 18 and and we can we can do it for charity. We can uh, do it at whatever we want to do. Let's go eighteen and let's see where where it all falls. Hey, listen, if you go for charity, I'm I'm going to back you, and that means I'm ready to donate, Josh. So, well, we will. You know, uh, 
We'll see Probably if we can. When you set it up, we'll see if we can't get something together here leading up to the Sanderson Farms. We could have some fun with it. So we'll see what we can what we can do. What you got uh, throwing the flag tonight? Well, you know, like I began uh, to say before I, I got off on you a little bit was, uh, you, you know, we're obviously immersed in these Olympic games. Uh, it was kind of, it kind of reminded me of an old Clint Eastwood movie, and I just thought of this: the good, the bad, and the ugly. But, uh, and that kind of sums it up. The good is, Josh, and I'm going to talk about this later, but the good is the spirit within each of these uh, athletes uh, that have, you know, taken their own path, a lot of it individual sacrifice. Uh, Even the pros, you know, they've sacrificed to get where they are, so I don't begrudge them. But it it truly is a great uh, uh, competition uh, featuring the human spirit, you know in all its forms, you know, yeah. other than the cannonball uh, <laughs> synchronized. Yes. But in all seriousness, uh, you know, that's the good. Uh, the bad is that, unfortunately, you know, the Olympic movement, uh, the modern Olympic movement, as it began in 1896, reading up this, began in France. Uh, it was uh, formulated by a single uh, Frenchman. Uh, he's famous in his own right as the father of the modern Olympics. Uh, Cooper 10, I believe was his name. Don't ask me to pronounce that. But uh, those were, were formed, uh, you know, really in the purity of athletic competition. They were really, I think they had uh, 14 countries and I think 25 sports in the original first modern Olympics. By the way, held in Greece at a renovated uh, pantheon. So Greece really went all out in the purity of it. The marathon, as it was in the ancient uh, Greek games, was the featured uh, event. And and so the way that the movement, as it was, has migrated is to a uh, a, a point now where we're in a, uh, with the IOC, we have a really an uncontrolled uh, body in control of billions of dollars and, and uh the Olympic sports, all the international federations, FIFA, uh, the International Tennis Federation, on and on, are all uh, governed by IOC. Mm. So my, my point is that in life, as in this case, power corrupts and uh, absolute power corrupts absolutely. So, you know, uh, they've had a number of scandals over the years uh, related to bribes and who gets the bids for these games and, you know, the fact, are the bids going to, are the games going to go on? Yes, they're going to go on. Heck, or high water. Well, the IOC is now in the crosshairs again for a uh, $2 million uh, black money bid, as it was found out uh, that the uh, former IOC uh, executive committee member, and the, the reason I joked about this was uh, when they were uh, – handling the bid process and there was these were handed out in 2013 for tokyo uh this ioc uh member's son was part of a two million dollar pay for play so to speak pay for the olympics and that's that's still coming out but all those involved the, the tokyo president in terms of the bid committee he's resigned he was under investigation the only people that have any control of the ioc are is the french government because that's where they're registered as a nonprofit organization. So I think there needs to be more oversight. I think something, I hope something happens with this investigation. It happened just a few years ago in Salt Lake City. 
Right. And so, you know, everybody needs to have a boss. We're accountable to our God. I know that. And certainly you and I are fully on that bus. But, uh, you know, so what I'm seeing out of the IOC is a lot of arbitrary uh, decisions that they make. It's all based on cronyism or the bottom line, Josh, as opposed to the athlete side, which hasn't lost its spirit. But, uh, you know, everything from the TV coverage to uh, some of the decisions. For example, the uh, the women's, and I forget which country, I didn't find it. One of the women's uh, beach volleyball team didn't want to wear the more revealing bikini bottoms. Right. And, th- and they were penalized. Right. And by, when you say penalized, well, the IOC rubber stamps, nobody does anything. It goes all yeah. the way up the very skinny ladder to the president of the IOC or his execs. Yeah. And uh, so they make things like that, uh, arbitrary decisions. I haven't heard anything on uh, headgear and boxing, but you know what? It's better ratings. No headgear in boxing this year, if you've noticed. How about that? And, uh, How so about I, that? You know, I, they didn't cite any studies or things like that. <laughs> but uh, so, you know, uh, and then again, a lot of the things that they're promoting are politicized. I'm not going to go into who and what side and all that. Right. But there is a political connection to what sure. they endorse, what they allow from protests, et cetera. Yeah. Uh, so, you know, I love the Olympics. I hope it gets back to where it's it's more of a uh you know look at the uh look at the women's national uh gymnastics all right we got we got got five seconds let's pick it up after the break we'll be back with more upon further review right after this Welcome back in. We've got the judge holding court here in the final segment here in the Garner Dental Group Studios. want to remind you, you can download the podcast of all of our episodes by going to Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts and simply searching my name, Josh Dorman, or Upon Further Review. Uh, so we encourage you to do that. We appreciate you doing that. also want you to give us a follow on Twitter, Upon underscore Sports is the show handle and my personal handle is at jd coach so uh, i'd love for you to uh, to check us out there and we would love to hear from you so we kind of had to finish that segment on a on a flurry and uh i, I was going to ask you do you maybe compare the ioc to the ncaa in some re- some uh respects Oh, Josh, that's a great uh parallel that you draw there and i actually had thought about it and, uh, you know, I think both are coming to a, a point in time where their structure is, going, is being challenged, you know. And I think uh, accountability, uh, like I said earlier, is a key. And both are now uh, being held to task for some of, again, the arbitrary positions. The NCAA, of course, with, uh, you know, using athletes and not truly compensating them. For, for the value that they brought to the institutions. And so, you know, the legalities of it, too, are being uh, challenged in the courts. And uh, I, I do see a lot of parallels, though, Josh. Very very well drawn by you. Yeah, no doubt. It's uh, it's a unique. It'll be interesting to see because I think at the at the end of both of those rainbows has been corruption. And, and at the end of a rainbow has been a lot of gold because of that corruption for 
uh, certain people. So we'll see where that ends up going. Uh, I do want to ask you, in the Valley, just read, uh, according to Adrian Wojciechowski uh, on ESPN, the Phoenix Suns have agreed to a four-year up to $120 million contract for the 36-year-old Paul uh, Chris Paul. What do you think about okay. that? I'm going to put out a, a missing persons uh, bulletin for uh, Robert, one Robert Sarver, <laughs> Phoenix Suns owner. Uh, last seen drinking Kool-Aid at the uh, game two of the finals. <laughs> Oh mercy! And maybe maybe a little bit of LeBron's uh, tequila as well. Uh, but I tell you, he he's had an epiphany. The people that he's hired, I mean, the the godly great character people, not only godly but the great character people that he's brought in. I mean, it's a different man, and I don't want to wake him up if he's sleeping somewhere. But you know what? He's underspent. He's he's gotten rid of since he got he got rid of Joe Johnson. Didn't want to pay him a million bucks extra. And on and on, he's gotten rid of a lot of talent over the years due to a monetary factor, not comp- competitive factor. So don't wake him up. Is it a little too much for Chris Paul? It might be, but, you know, uh, you can va- uh, factor a lot of that into his uh, clubhouse presence, his presence as really as a coach on the floor, the impact he's had on these young players. So, you know, I, I like getting him back four years. You know, you might have had him for three, but they wanted to make sure, I guess. So uh, keep the pocketbooks open, Mr. Sarver, is all I can say. Chris is going to need some help. Yeah, and there's no no telling. I mean, I, I haven't looked at the structure of the contract, but I'm sure that fourth year is probably uh, not fully guaranteed or has some, some, some attachment to it uh, if it's not a team option, if it's a player option. So, uh, right. you know, certainly helps them – uh, you know, in year one, because he turned down a 44-year uh, uh, option that he had, so it actually probably saves them somewhere in the neighborhood of of uh, presumably 14 million on the cap this year, which should help them uh, go out and and find some more help. What's the good call of the week here in your court, Judge? Before I go to the good call, I'm going to say that Sar- first time I ever heard it, Sarver said he's willing to pay a luxury tax. Wow! I, I mean that was that that was in the uh, papers today, and so hey, I hope he uh, like you said, it's easy to say it. Now you got to pay it. Yeah. Yes, so, indeed. Well, listen, I know I was a run on on that first. I wasn't a run on sentence; it was a run on segment. So I do apologize. <laughs> and, g- give me the signal. Give me something when when we got a break. I'm sorry about that. Oh, it's all good. Listen, staying on the Olympics, and it's, you know, kind of a good flow, uh, so I'm going to keep rolling. Did you happen to see the 1,500-meter qualifier the other day with the uh, where the world reigning world champ in the 5,000, the 10,000, and now she's running the 1,500 for the first time. She's going to do that, trying for that triple. Uh, Sophia Hassan from the Netherlands, uh, was playing it cool, running at the back of the pack, unfortunately too close to the inside. And there was a stumble and a fall in front of her, probably 200 meters to go. She falls, uh, is probably 20 meters at least behind the pack. She does a nice roll and gets up her will and uh, determination, Josh. She reeled in the entire pack of Olympians from 20 meters down, 200 to go and won the heat. I mean, it's one of, when I watched it, it, 
uh, in person and live. One of the few things I've been able to enjoy. Wow. Uh, if you haven't seen it, folks, you got to see it. She gets up and, and reels them in. Uh, one of the most dramatic things, her being a favorite, Sophia Hassan from the Netherlands. Unbelievable show of Olympic spirit. How about that? Did you see that? Uh, I have not, but I will make sure that uh, I go and YouTube that uh, here when we finish. Hey, listen, reminded me of the uh, the intro with the old wide world of sports. I'm talking to our our peers here, Josh. Some of you may not even remember, but you know it was the uh, one where they uh, the thrill of victory and the agony of defeat. You know when the guy goes off the the ski ramp and crashes and yeah. into the. But it, it reminded me of that, and then she gets up and heroically wins. Unbelievable! Wow. That's incredible, absolutely incredible. That's a great call of the week. What's the bad call of the week? Well, you know, you've been throwing out the uh, a lot of the NBA. Uh, early maneuverings and all, and uh, I might I might have to throw that bad call to the uh, the Los Angeles Lakers. They wanted to splash first, and so they pretty well uh, wrecked their uh, their cap and their, like you mentioned, their ability to get some uh, older uh, players that are now earning minimums. Uh, but, you know, the move for Russell Westbrook, very controversial in my book. Uh, you know, sorry, champ, I'm always I'm always uh, banging on your Lakers there. But uh, when they put together Westbrook, I mean, where did he work? Did he work in the original OKC? They were up 3-1 and something happened. Uh, and then they uh, moved him to Houston for the big uh, two or three, whatever they had at the time. Uh, that didn't work out. Washington. Uh, that worked uh, for about a year, and Bradley Beal wasn't getting what he needed. Uh, so I'm just throwing uh, the bad call to the Lakers. I really think that it's not going to work out. And, uh, boy, I'm really concerned for him. really am. Yeah, <laughs> I bet you are. That will definitely be interesting to uh, to pay attention to because he just he doesn't give them shooting. Then they, they just lose Caruso, uh, who goes to the Bulls, uh, along with Lonzo. And the best defender, they, probably the Caruso. Best yeah. defender, gutty guy. They uh they lose uh Kentavious Caldwell Pope, um, Kuzma. KFC as I call him. Yeah, I mean, K- um yeah, KFC. And um um oh shoot, Harold. Yeah, who, and Kuzma. Yeah, who fell out of, you know, who fell out of the, the rotation there in L.A., but golly, that's a load for the Wizards to get in return for a guy who's never proven he can win in the league. He, he, he's he not has a, any younger. I mean, no. he's, in his, he's 32, 33. Not that he's injury-prone. Kind of like, don't they have a guy in street clothes? I mean, uh, named street clothes. Yeah, yes, exactly. Street clothes Anthony but, Davis. Yeah, that's not a uh, overly uh, – uh, you know, I don't think you can necessarily count on that that three to always be there. So, well, and, and uh, the and other part is shooting, they're going to have to come up with some uh, some real good, uh, inexpensive shooters. That's right. That's right. Well, that's going to do it here for us. Once again, we thank you for holding court. On upon further review, we'll look forward to seeing you next week, Uncle Jim. You bet. You go USA. Folks, we thank you again for joining us here in the Garner Dental Group Studios. On upon further review. May God give you, for every storm, a rainbow, for every tear, a smile, for every care, a promise, and a blessing in each trial. 
For every problem life sends, a faithful friend to share. For every sigh, a sweet song, and an answer for each prayer. We'll be back with you for more Upon Further Review next week, 6 to 8 p.m. Have a great great, great week, everyone. Thank you.